numbers, all that stuff. But we're here, probably a little shorter than usual, but we got some headlines for you. Mental health, of course. Let's go. Good morning, everybody. My name is Rob. Whew, sorry, I'm running around. Uh, host of Alt Universe Live and Alt Universe Everyday Heroes. This series covers those topics. They're just really deep, kind of intense, but we got to talk about them because they are important. So today, we have just a few headlines to go over in regards to some mental health uh, stuff. So, oops, <coughs> excuse me, excuse me. All right, so. Let us jump in. So the first article we have from my neck of the woods from the LA Times, South LA, the battle to stay ahead of the mental health turnstile never ends. So those who are familiar with the areas here in California, we do have a high uh, area of, uh, or we have many places that are not getting the care as others are. Now, generally speaking, most of these places are not getting a lot of care as it is. However, a lot of cities are getting worse than others. South LA, excuse me, excuse me, South LA and the cities are the, the cities that make up South LA are some of the hardest hit. Uh, places like Compton, for instance, um, some even in Santa Monica, which is a you know different um, area, are also having certain problems there. So what's the deal? Well, it's been happening a while because of everything happening. This was going on before everything was happening, but you add everything else going on and it just takes a lot of time and effort and money. And unfortunately, um, the the country as a whole is having a very difficult time to sorting and separating and putting everything together that has to be put together. Because of that, many of these, um, many of these cities and the people there, um, and not just in California, this is just for, this is just about us, but this is happening over the place. And because of everything going on, <coughs> uh, because of everything going on, it's just, <coughs> sorry, excuse me, my takes. Uh, it just be, because of everything going on, it's being very hard to do even the simplest tasks. So for those who are already having some, some problems, this is making it that much worse because it's, it's hard to get the stuff you need. So what are we doing? Well, just like every other city around, we are really just doing, sorry about that, the camera's a little funky. Uh, we are just doing uh, what we can, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, we are doing what we can, but what we can is not nowhere near enough. So really the purpose of this story headline here is that just keep in mind, things are going, they're going very slowly and things are still problematic. So we need to do what we can. We need to get obviously the government more involved and see where we uh, can head with this. Excuse me. All right, next one from who? Uh, the Orange County, what are they calling this? I don't know what the DE stands for. Um, but it's an Orange County paper called The Newsroom. County Superintendent Al Harris is among the OC registered 125 most influential people. What does that have to do with um, 
uh, mental health. Well, but I, uh, sorry guys, <laughs> I should have stopped for a second. Um, he is one of the major key players in the um, OCD ethics studies surrounding mental and physical health. And he has spoken out many times this year about it. Um, once in a while, it's kind of nice to um, throw out the names of people. Now, I, you know, again, even though I live in the state, I don't know these people. So I, <coughs> excuse me, I don't know these people. So for me, you you would have to go out and check them out. If you live in Orange County, you probably know some of the names on the list: Jody Balma, Kaylee Chan, Melody Chang. Jasmine Chabera, Ernesto Cisneros, Alondra Diaz, and Brian Dozer, and the list goes on and on. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, excuse me. And the list goes on and on. Um, so this was more, more of a, I don't know, happy kind of fluff piece, I guess, but it just kind of, you know, it gives you an idea of the people who are getting the recognition for what they're doing. Next up from the Democrat and Chronicle newspaper. Uh, this comes out of Rochester, which I believe is New Hampshire. Roundtable reveals stories surrounding mental health, PTSD, and more. Um, this one I'm really not going to get into too deeply because this is a very uh, this is a very common um, article. But really, the point of these articles here about the roundtables is that. Excuse me. Is that we do have our the governments and the, the the lower governments of each state coming around to talk about this stuff. And while all of this is not new, all of this has been going on for years. What's important to know is that. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, those who care are doing uh, the job that needs to get done. Um, Again, it's not really much of a piece to go into deeply, but the fact that we have city officials in different states, uh, even different countries, that are doing these discussions, at least it proves that they that they know and they speak. Now, excuse me. Now, what we need to do, allergies are killing me right now. Uh, now, what we need to do is get them to actually do on their promise. Next up here, a University of Buffalo, Buffalo, New York study addresses mental health pandemic disparities. So disparity, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me. So a, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me. All right, so a disparity means a difference basically. And what this one covers is different groups of people in the neighborhoods in Buffalo and how the, the mental health, the pandemic, and the care basically are changing from people to people. And really you're not, you're not having one overall common goal. Instead of having everybody under one roof and getting the same care and the same necessities, you are seeing that there are differences in what's going on with certain uh, ethnic groups, certain cultural groups, certain religious groups, um, certain uh, gender groups as well. Anybody who's anybody, you are somehow there is a disconnect and really it's come to the point where it really doesn't matter who you are the government really doesn't understand anything other than the general original you know constitutional right thing so this one unfortunately showed that it's still oh, excuse me 
that it's still going on. It's still happening. And again, nothing new, but the fact that it's still happening, it's a little sad. We, you know, we, we got to, we got to, we got to figure that or fix that. It should never have been a thing to begin with, but we got to fix that. All right, last one up, and I left this best one for last because this is probably one of the most interesting ones I read. Out of an Iceland, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, or no, off of healthline.com, in in Iceland, people are saying water is medicine, and they're using pools and hot tubs to improve their health. So we know that physically, if you are an athlete or if you're recovering from an injury, uh, water therapy, whether it's hot or cold, ice, whatever, is a great way to um, to heal. Um, why is that? Well, you know, we're not going into the science right now, but basically water has properties that basically just make you feel good, which is why one of the things for physical health is to drink, I think, what is it, two to four, li- three to four liters a day. I'm not sure. I saw this conversation yesterday. Um but it looks like over in Iceland, they're really using it for not only the physical, for the mental health as well. You know, water is something that you need in your body, obviously. Water keeps everything going. It reduces issues. It helps um, It helps keep everything running. So, I, excuse me. So why wouldn't you want uh, to, you know, use it for when you can? So usually... Um, hot tubs, you know, and again, use your research, use your science, regular hot tubs, not the ones that are full of all the stuff, generally just regular hot tubs, I think, you know, hot springs, the warm water and the heat really help with stuff like joints, inflammations, it works on the skin, it gets kind of the blood flowing and makes your heart, you know, pump a little harder to kind of, you know, to keep up, but in doing so, it keeps everything moving smoother. Ice water kind of like if you've used Icy Hot, it that one kind of numbs the pain a little bit. It kind of, it gets rid of the Im- immediate shock. And it, you know, and again, a nice cold glass of water, not super cold. Trust me, I've hurt myself drinking super cold water. It's not fun. Um, uh, ice water has good properties of healing as well. So who, why not use that, you know, thing? Now, are you going to go out and run? Are you going to run out and buy a hot tub or a pool? You know, not necessarily. Um, you can use your bath. You can use your shower. You do have things like the vapor, Vicks vapor rub that you can put in the shower now. That kind of like helps clean, you know, uh, clean the senses or the the yeah the senses. You don't need to run out and do it. The place where I live right now, we happen to have a it's called a spool. It's a very tiny pool, um, but there's jets in there. And it could be used as a hot tub, theoretically. So this is just a really fun one to end with because it's really fun to think how something so simple is really super helpful and super healthy. So if you can, if you live, if you have a pool or spa, go ahead and use it once in a while. They're showing that not only the physical health, but the mental health. It makes you happy. It keeps you kind of nice and calm. Um, You know, it's freezing over here. So if we figure out how to use it, we might use it here. Um, But water is good water is awesome water is healthy water helps all right you guys so that was a quickie here we apologize for lateness but we will be back again um possibly later definitely tomorrow the tomorrows are 10 a.m not 10 a.m because of my standing appointment so as always stay happy stay healthy stay nerdy may the force be with you all